0: Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. How you doing? You're at the spot, the place, the happy place where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. We're back in California with Janelle Wellett. I'm so excited to have her here. This woman is an athlete like you would not believe. She is really working with people to help them control their mindset, their perspective on life what that means, how to change it, and how to forge ahead. We are all sometimes stuck you know, in ugly places, but she has overcome. She's been able to adapt, and now she's working with others. So we're going to talk to her about that and that beautiful horse, that carousel horse. I think it's a carousel horse. We're going to ask her more about it in the background. Let's welcome her to the
1: show. How are you, Janelle? Oh, it's so great to be here, April. I'm doing great.
0: How is, the weather looks gorgeous there. I'm down here in San Diego. Girl, have been flooding and it's storming. I'm getting a little concerned here. We don't have this kind of weather in California.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it never rains in California. That's what they say, but they're a lie <laughs> because it's been storming down here. So we had I- some big downfalls, but then the sun decided to shine.
0: Yeah, and you know what? And then my water bill goes up because we got a lot of water, but it's contaminated, right? <laughs> yes can't win for losing. So
1: tell my brains a little bit about you personally and how you show up in the world. Sure. So I think that my, my path that was really what I call the golden thread of my existence. And I'd like to say it's the golden thread of my existence because that golden thread is the part within each of us. we all have one that is the unchanging part of ourself, the self who we always are, no matter what in the thick and the thin, in all of the storms, the ups and the downs. And when we find ourselves, there's something more solid, more available and capable to do life. And so I think that journey for me really started when I was probably 16. I I was um, living in Minnesota, grew up on a farm, and about that time when you're 16, you want to be independent. You have great friends and and you start finding out who you are and and you're aware of other things. And so I had a great friend and we were we were just at the hip kind of friends. And you know the kinds of times when you don't need need to say anything. And that Memorial Day we were both 16 she suddenly got in a car accident. Mm -hmm. So we've all had situations and circumstances that are bigger than we are. And that was one that I had no idea how I was going to face or what I was going to do because I felt, April, like I was just like confetti. I felt like I was a ghost. I had no idea how to pick myself back up because I knew she wasn't coming back. And I knew there was a hole in my heart that couldn't be replaced. And so oddly enough, people left me alone instead of consoling me because they could see and feel how broken and how I, I turned so empty. And it was absolutely so perfect joy. Excuse me, April, because it, allowed me to look for a joy within myself that was who I truly was beyond situation and circumstance. And in that place that I call sub ground zero, I found something inside myself. It took me a while, took me months. It took me years. I still can shed a tear because there's a part of myself. I can can feel it.
0: Your voice inflection even changes.
1: Sure. And so, you know what it is? It's like, it's what's really true and truly real. And the moment we as humans get a taste and have an experience of what's truly true and really real, we become something greater than our own personal self.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we anchor to that and we live in an empowered and inspired life, no matter what is going on. So there's a part of ourselves that we know because we experience it that is that is beyond, it includes, but it is also beyond the situations, circumstances of what happened to us. Because what defines us is really what we do with what happens to us. And so there was that deep part in my heart. I call it my soul. And instead of looking to change things or replace what was lost, I began to use that and to go deep into myself while I was diving into life, looking for meaning, looking for inspiration. And I guess our natural nature is, is, an, is a, a nature that is built to thrive. So I find that genius inside myself. And I actually developed a relationship with spirit, God, universe, source. And that source, as I brought attention and devotion to it, began to grow and prosper and be, and just flourish. And so, of course, many things have come my way, um, different kinds of challenges. But that was when the nucleus of who I was was really born exactly because
0: you were starting to take that golden thread and weave together the tapestry Mm -hmm. of your life, right? Creating a beautiful, you know, quilt of information and power and source that you could wrap around and embellish others in. Tell me a little bit about the work that you're currently doing now.
1: Sure. So the work I'm doing right now is um, developed from, the time that I started my uh, career, which was in exercise physiology with a psychology and minor background. Mm. So I use all three of those every single day of my life for myself, as well as all my clients and the people around me. And so what I realized is that my physicality was so greatly influenced by my emotions, by my spiritual sense, my essence, my mental state and my environment. Right. And so I decided that knowing that golden thread, that nucleus is that I actually don't need control from the external world. I need to control what's here, like the black box. And I realized that every given moment is a choice moment, about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to navigate. And so what I'd like to do, April, is I like to give people different tools and jewels, whether they're going through a health hardship, whether there's a fork at the road, whether it's a divorce, a new job, or just all of a sudden realizing that I'm 50 years old or 70 years old, and I don't really know who I am or I haven't found my purpose. I um, am struggling with something that's bigger than I am. And I don't know how to navigate because so many times we get paralyzed or we, we try to outsource our challenge, our hardship, and really that's avoidance. And so what I like to do is I like to create these really artistic antidotes that are what I call the TLC for the soul TLC is truth, love, and consciousness, Truth, love, and consciousness is really what our great universe is made of. It is our source. And so the more we begin to align ourselves with that truth, that which is truly real and really true, love is the love, the source of love that is unconditional. There's nothing you can earn. You can't make it any greater. You can't make it any less. You are 100% love.
0: Right, but it it's a conversation. Great. It's from both the
1: external or from the it's, external it's both, it's both my, a conversation because there's a part of us that doesn't believe it. So we use the right. antidote, whatever that antidote is. For me, my big thing was betrayal. So what's the antidote of betrayal? Right? Well, I
0: yeah,
1: but- I am out. So with every single challenge that is ever changing we find the antidote which is equal the equal and opposite aspect let me let me pump the brakes just for a minute when you say you know betrayal
0: betrayal is like trust it's a contingency right we put ourselves in these situations sometimes not you know not intentionally because we want to trust you know and then when someone betrays that trust Maybe we've given them too much leverage. Maybe we haven't created certain paradigms. Maybe we're not clear or they're not clear. Yes. That's why I say it's about the conversation and the communication. Everybody is not on the same frequency as you and I, Janelle. You know, they are resonating, they're they're resonating at a different megahertz. We all are. And yeah, but the frequency of harmonious communication has to come into alignment somewhere. And so that, like I tell my daughter, you are what you eat, baby. You got to be careful who you hang around because who you hang around is who you become. Exactly. You know, all of that brushes off on you. So as you help people with their mindset and 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 understanding their self, their physical composure will change as well because there'll be a more, I think a more opportunity uh, to engage and to let go of things that no longer serve us are you still working with people in that space as far as um you know exercise and physical body absolutely physical body.
1: yeah because it's never going to not be an ingredient right of our yeah. wholeness and our well-being and sometimes we go through different cycles and periods where like oh the growth curve or the growth edge is in the body mm. so as we evolve sometimes it's emotional, sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's having the courage to get out into the world and and radically be who you are. Sometimes the growth edge is going inside yourself and and having more of an internal retreat. So with my intuitive um great gift that I have developed through my own development, it, it is a way that I meet people exactly where they're at. So everyone feels April. Seen, mm. heard, mm. loved, valued, and respected.
0: If, Every they show up, if they show up, I always have to put the earnest back on the individual. You can come 100%. with the pixie dust. You can come with the pixie dust. You can come with the boom, bam, boom, but people have to do the work. Damn it. You,
1: you know. got, you got to be able to dive into it.
0: Absolutely. And you have to be responsible for your actions.
1: And, and, and also
0: it. you've got to own your reaction. Yep. That's the recipe for success. I mean, you know, we can talk all of this great stuff because I know that you've done the work, but you're dealing with someone that is just, you know, come off of maybe drug rehab, maybe a, sure. a, a, a abusive situation with the spouse, maybe trauma, maybe lost their kids, maybe lost a dear friend like you did. Mm-hmm. They're resonating at a low frequency. And they don't necessarily want to revisit that to get well. They want, yes. to, they want to push it to the side, but yes. that is still ingrained in who you are. What do you say to that person that's struggling that's, that's right now? Sure. You know, just, they're not in a great space and they're not ready to, you know, to resonate up. They're just trying to level out. What do you say to
1: them? Right, right. The cure for the pain is in the pain. key to going into the pain is being able to be anchored with another person who can anchor you and hold you in, in that place of TLC, which is how I work. So that anchoring power is like us when we're three months old and we're held in our mother's arms, Mm. we know we're held because then the whole system can change and relax and be available. And then when we begin the dialogue, the conversation, we're at this place that's steady and true. We're observing and witnessing. Mm. So we don't spiral back into it. And that's what people don't realize that really by doing the work, you're standing at a different place because you that was maybe 20 years ago. Maybe that was three months ago, but it's not now. Right, so right. It's, it's going back and using the, what I call the tools and jewels that I offer the person and I teach them. And in the personal sessions, I utilize them with them so they can experience them and know them. And we talk about them so they know how to practice it on their own. And then from that place, that anchoring truth of the self, the, the inner nucleus, or, you know, like your belly button, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like your, your source spot source. So from there, then we become the witness when we become the witness and we're observing it, then we're, we haven't left our power, our innate power, our, our divine power, our source power. And then we're in a good position to see and heal and resolve because it's not going to go away it needs its antidote. It's like, it's the very same thing of like cancer cells or any positive negative electrons. They need to be neutralized. Energy is energy. And the more we know the laws of energy, we can work with them. Like we work with the cycles we work with and become more in harmony with the energies that we're born of and that are all around us.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are really moving towards that. They are, um, they're moving away from quote, unquote, the book doctrine. Yes. They're more towards the metaphysical quantum physics, energy, frequency. They're into the more spiritual realm because we're going into the fifth dimension. Yes. You know, we are at the portal right now. I truly believe that COVID was the entryway. A catalyst. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you do a deep meditation or a guided meditation, what does your facilitator tell you? You're about to enter a door. Are you going to open that door? Are you going to walk through that door? But yeah. before you can do that, you have to pause at the door. You got to stop, take stop of what's going on, evaluate it, process it, and take it with you to either embrace it or release it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, conflicting information. There's a lot of, um, you know, people that are going to pour stuff into you that is not going to resonate. That's why it's so important to get to know self, to sit in silence, to uh, go out in nature, to exercise and get all that out, to eat right, what you pour into your body, to work with great people like you that have already, you know. Uh, done that and continue to do that,
1: Janelle. Who pours into you? Who keeps your your knife sharp? Um, I would say that, um, my family. I'm close to my family. Um, I lost my father. He's on the other side, right there for me. And my mother is still home, and she she's she's my anchor. Um, I have a couple good friends, but I would say. What is truly my source and keeps my knife sharp is my, my relationship with the divine. And when I go out in nature and I'm in, in the essence of that, I, because much of my healing has come through being in the presence of unconditional love that I feel when I'm in nature, because I'm, I've never been betrayed in nature. I never feel anything other than 100% Hundred percent love. And so the parts of me that have been broken and bruised and and wounded deeply to the core, I'm with them. I get them out. And then usually when I, I love to climb um and, and take hikes to a summit. And and so I I use different rituals and routines. So the routine is the hike. The ritual is that I am with my pain. I'm with what's going on while I'm going up. Right. And I get through it. And, and it used to be that when I would run, I would run away to get to a place where I was in neutral. And then from that witness, this is how I learned this I was empowered. I saw it, I wasn't in it. And then slowly, I would go back into the world, but I remained me. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my processes that I learned. And so when we forget it, we need to know what our process is that works best for us because someone will tell us, Oh, this works. Well, what I did 10 years ago, I'm a different woman now. Exactly. And as we evolve and change, we need different processes. And so that's why I like to keep it very nonlinear and say, With what's going on now, this has never happened to you before. How would you know if you have the right tools and jewels? And so we have different practices. I call it our routines and our rituals that we do that keep us sharp. And part of my ritual is, of course, at night when I come home, I light the candles, I grab a tea, and I sit in silence.
0: Exactly. And just embrace the moment and
1: gratitude, being grateful. And that just is, going through is, my day is and, and thing. just it's landing. Mm-hmm. And because I always do that, it enriches me in a way because I always know I land here. And so everything then is released. So when I go to bed, I sleep like a baby.
0: Exactly. And when you and wake I'm up, fresh. you're renewed.
1: Tell us a little bit about the horse.
0: I'm dying to know. Yes. Yeah, so so
1: the horse is really um, a great representation of The first is the fact that I, as a child, I loved horses and my dad would buy horses for me that were um, rescue horses. So I never knew their nature. Some of them were used and abused and some, because they were literally going to go to slaughter. Hmm. And so in my own intuitive way, I connected with that horse and looked at them as if it was, as if they had no past. And they looked at me as if I have never seen you before, but the curiosity and the innocence. And so I loved horses. And my favorite horse was a horse that was a retired racehorse, And we had this understanding that you love your freedom. You love to be unrained and just unfurl and run free. And I wanted that freedom. And so after I got to know that horse, Salty Jeff, I didn't even put the bridle or the reins or saddle. And we would go out into the hayfields and run wild. I could feel my soul. I could feel my spirit untethered and free. And then we would come back and we'd both be like soaking wet. But I felt that because I remember as a child watching the movies like Black Beauty and that freedom. And so as a child, you can osmotically take that in. And I go, that's who I am free, free, free. And all along, I've always been very enamored with and in a way chasing freedom. But as we evolve and grow, freedom means different things. Freedom then means giving up bad friends, giving up places and connections or habits because to get more free and to become more me, new things need to be let go of. And so the horse is always that untethered and free. And so when I, of course, started my own business, it was unrained and, and free. And so it's it's my reminder that uh, I'm unrained. Wow. And unleashed. Unleashed. And they, and, unleashed. You know, when you're free. when you're
0: riding, as they say, as you're riding bareback, and that's huge.
1: That, that takes a lot of courage. And so, it's also an intimate connection with another. And that intimate connection with another helped me to have an intimate connection. First relationship is with yourself. Right, absolutely. And then that which is greater than yourself and then another, and then a larger group of people and on and on. But until you have the nectar and the, and the richness of your own nucleus with yourself, And with that, which is greater than yourself, then everything unfolds in this dynamic alignment and coherence.
0: Absolutely. So let's ask some fun questions because we've we've done all the heavy lifting. I want to get people to get to know you a little bit more. So tell us about your uh, a little bit about the things that you've done athletically because you Uh. are a superstar.
1: And leave me. Well, I'd love to tell you that. Well, first of all, the one thing that is so interesting is that when I was around this age, the pivotal age, when I guess when I was 16, um, part of the challenge of um, what I went through, I was, I got depressed. Mm -hmm. So being 16 and that time of a menstrual cycle and and just sort of everything changing, I began to gain weight. Mm -hmm. And and being in that place of my own inner darkness, while I was living sort of a a life that wasn't um, wasn't bringing me joy or passion, there was nothing I was looking forward to. And so, somehow, I found that in food. And so, I told my mom, I said, "Well, one day, I'm getting, if I gain one more pound, will you help me lose weight?" And she said, "Absolutely." So that day came, I got on the scale when I was one pound too much. And I said, that's it. That's it. And so I said, no more Coca-Cola, no more Doritos, no more blah, all these bad habits that I had that were actually numbing me and taking me away from my own life force, away from my own inner genius that wanted to strive and make me healthy and heal me. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Zero. And I said, I'm going to go on one diet and I'm never going to do this again. And that gave me enough focus and going, this is a one-time deal, right? So I did, I lost 35 pounds. And then I began to do a little bit of running and movement. Number one, I felt more alive and the more I did running and movement, like at that time, it was almost like the Jane Fonda. It was the aerobics.
0: Oh right! And right all of a right.
1: sudden, I I and said the leg warmers. You had to have the leg warmers. Had to have that. Had to have that. What happened to them? I Leotards, know the one pieces.
0: Oh yeah, they retired with Richard Simmons. <laughs> so you went on the diet. You lost the weight. You gained your, you know, you gained your your zeal and momentum
1: back. That's fantastic. Right, it felt. The, the key was it felt good to be alive and it was a pivotal moment. It was like, wow, I, it feels good. To be. So I chased that like mm-hmm. it's the freedom thing. And so I began to do these little races and, and really to begin to feel that when I was on the race starting line, I would then it ignited me to focus and try my best. And i got really good, very fast. And then when I finished college and et cetera, I started doing a few other races because I was a race director for a half marathon. And I said, you know, before I die, I'm going to do the New York marathon. That was just one of those lifetime goals I was going to do. Well, I was on the East Coast and I said, well, if I'm going to do one marathon, I might, well just, I might as well just shoot for that. So I trained for that race. And all of a sudden I go to get to the finish line and I, I just realized I had a lot of fun. And I had something inside of me that was coming alive that, that didn't know limits. And so, um, somebody had recognized me and said, if you put some energy and effort into this, you could be a good athlete. And I was like, are you even kidding me? Hmm. So I let him coach me a couple of times here and there. And, and he got me to buy a bike and I began to bike and run. Within six months, I went to the national championships and I had the fastest bike split in the nation. Wow. That meant I got to go to the world championships. I went to the world championships. I got fourth place at the world. Something out of nothing. And I realized there is not a linear equation for this part of the human magic. Absolutely. But but without the magic, you can't do magic. So let me
0: ask you some more fun questions. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, Janelle, what appliance would you be and why?
1: I'd be a can opener. Really? Yeah. Second can opener. My God, I got I, I open- want to open everybody up. Oh boy! And help them find out what they're made of. Wow.
0: I'm the refrigerator. I just want to chill. I just want to chill. Come on in here. I know. What planet are you from?
1: What planet? I don't know.
0: No? I'm like from Saturn. I like the ring. Saturn. I like um, the energy. I like the, the, the force and the the pull.
1: The you know? The pull of that yeah. I, I don't think I'm from this galaxy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I'm from a little farther out than that.
0: All right. All right we're going to, have to tether you down yeah maybe time travel what period would you land in
1: forward or back either one past present, well the first thing i'd love to do is i'd love to go back into the time of um um probably um the the time when i guess maybe the 16 1700s mm. when things were just beginning when the humans were just learning a lot of things and i think it would be it was a great period when we were um in discovery mode and and i i just but as a woman it would be a little challenging well Right. And so
0: you come with so much gusto that you can probably be such a great influencer. Yeah. What would you tell a 25 year old Janelle Willett? What
1: would I tell? What would I tell a 25 year old? Your 25 year old self. My 25 year old self. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to yourself and keep finding that self in you that evolves and grows, stay true to yourself. And Hmm. everything is gonna blossom wildly for you, no matter what what happens.
0: What do you think you're gonna say to your 85 year old self?
1: My 85 year old self. You are as old as you think you are. Hmm. Live your life the way you feel and the way that you know, yourself to be from inside. And in closing, what do you want your legacy to be? My legacy. Um, my legacy is about waking up life, love, and liberation, living your best life. And like, really what I love to do is help people tap into their potential and maybe even create things that beyond their imagination. I mean, I really think that that is what we're all born to do. And I think that I have a great um, creative ability to help people tap into that magic because there's so much ecstasy and excitement, mystery, and surprise. And that's really what we're all born of. And once we get into that place, we begin to feel that uncertainty and nuance And challenge is really here to help us to grow and evolve and and break limits.
0: Well, you are a groundbreaking force. You are your own energy. You have your own planet and galaxy. And you ride on a beautiful horse. And Mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. They can follow you. They can work with you and connect with you on social media.
1: Fantastic. Yes, I have a wonderful platform that um, I connect with many people on my Facebook is Janelle Willett, J-A-N-E-L-W-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. And behind my picture that you see, it is the will to do the soul to dare. I have a wonderful Facebook group that I'd love to have you all join where I have a lot of different tools and jewels and classes and upcoming events. And that is bliss and grit. What winning is made of. And if you don't find me there, I have a website with all my contact information, which is synergy by Janelle.com. S Y N E R G Y B is in boy, Y is in yellow. My name, J A N E L synergy by Janelle.com.
0: Well, we're going to put all of your contact information at the back part of this interview. We're going to uh, share this because you are a precious jewel. Uh, We're going to share this with the other diamonds in the rough. And so hopefully we will be able to, again, just really work with what we have. You don't have to have something extrastential. You have to work internally. Everything that you have for you is innately already in you. It's just figuring it out, how to use it, where it located, and how to share it. Yes. Thank you so much. Brains, go in, like, love, share, and subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe. Share this information with everybody that you know. Um, again, information is only powerful when it's applied. Thank you so much, Janelle. You are the best. Come back and visit me, okay?
1: Thank you. All Lots right. of love.